I can rip the sound. I like sound. the part where they're like, "Why am they tired? Well, then take a nap. Then fire the missiles. As if fire the missiles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Early days of internet videos. Like, it's weird to think that there is like a culture uh, that we would have mm-hmm. that no one else would have E-bombs any context. Yes. That that yeah that was the place. I think college humor is still around. I've been. Uh, watching a lot of these videos i'm going to show you one after this because we're talking about a separate project but uh yeah i think they've collapsed but they were a huge part of growing up even like if it wasn't your thing it was just it was on facebook and your news feed it was on like youtube and every couple of videos that and funnier die yeah yeah yep for sure oh the landlord bit from funnier die i don't know if you remember that i don't Will Ferrell's daughter, when she's like a year old, mm. screaming at him to pay the rent. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh man, we're going back. We are going back like over a decade. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it better not be an animal. As long as it's not an animal. What was it? It was a nut just like or a, a poop. A nut. <laughs> so, for the listening audience, uh, we've decided to try to record outside, and we have some angry squirrels above us. Giving us some helpful feedback by throwing uh, half-eaten nuts on us. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, welcome to Bearded... Nope. 
<laughs> hey there, bud. We don't do that anymore. I don't know why I'm trying to seduce the audience. I'm just trying to <laughs> welcome them. And, hey there, bud. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to Bearded and Bored. I'm your host, Tim. This week, I'm joined by Kat. Hey. Hey, it's been a while. How you yeah, been? It's been a while. I've been, I've been good. Mm. I think you'll find me more optimistic than my usual cranky bit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't we're like... talking about apocalypse, though, so actually maybe not. I think we're so much in the same boat with uh, the life and everything that's going on that I don't find you cranky. I just find you like a fellow Relatable. realist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm so miserable. Are you really? Because that reflects strongly on how I'm doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there's one episode that you and I recorded that uh, I, I don't think I've told you yet, but I was re-listening to and I'm like... Maybe this is way too much of a therapy ses- session to um, like maybe put up. Gotta kill one. Yeah, the uh, single life episode. Okay, yeah, that has evolved. Anyways, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I, yeah, I've thought, done a lot of reflecting. Can't even remember half of what I had to say, but what I did say that I know I said. Yeah, therapy session covers it well, where I'm like, I feel like that really, like, revealed a lot, but I don't feel like it effectively was a conversation the way that, like, when we discussed doing that conversation, that it was going to end up being. Yeah. Because we had talked about, like, pros and cons, and, like, it'd be more of, like, a jovial debate, and it yeah. definitely ended up, like, in a, a little bit deeper down the road. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say, like, uh, oh, Maybe. my God, I'm getting so much wind. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say like it was negative or like a, a dark conversation. It just was like it went from ha 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 like being single is great to like we 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 can't afford choose. life. Yeah, we can't afford, <laughs> we can't life. afford life. We don't choose to be don't... single. It's yeah. the world that's put us in this position. Like you can't survive on a single income, but we're single humans. Therefore, we cannot survive. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that kind of... Okay, I feel like this conversation summarizes what that episode was about, so maybe I'm cool with scrapping it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember the feeling really, like, positive about, like, oh, I contributed something great. I'm like, I think we just had a good hangout and, like... Yeah. We had a solid chat. <laughs> we had a chat and landed the same place we always do. I, It's a worthwhile conversation, and I don't know if that'll help other people that are in a similar situation. So I might keep it in the vault and see if like if things change, if uh, we ever want to go back to it, and maybe do like a follow up and then release both where, you know, years apart. Like a commentary on our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in retrospect and hopefully, hopefully we're doing much better by then. So it's like, oh, let's like discuss this sad sack because we're both <laughs> doing awesome. And you're like a millionaire podcaster by then. And I've left Belleville for sure. Yeah. Whoa, do we say where we're from? I've left this town for sure. I say Belleville. Like, yeah. it's pretty broad terms, right? Like, they would have to actively seek us out. And the city is always growing. Yeah. So. And part of the reason that we need a second income, because <laughs> all these goddamn rich people moving yep. in, overspending on housing. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. But uh, last time you were on, we played a fun game called This or That. Uh, you brought a few more in for. Oh, let's do this. Okay. If you had to live for a year without one or the other, Mm -hmm. will it be this or that? The first one, internet or TV? TV. Okay. Uh, Can I like download my podcasts from the internet or? Anything internet, I guess. 
just Netflix. Which is technically TV at this like at this yeah. stage. Yeah, I don't. I don't even have satellites, so I've gone years without TV as right, is. So that's an easy one. The next one: music or movies. Music. I can go without that in an instant. God. I, I just I don't have Not any rhythm. I didn't grow up listening to music. I have no. Like I just I don't. Okay, what if none of your movies can include music then? So you can have your movies, but with none of like the emotional underlay and wherever else. First be. six months would be so amazing for how <laughs> awkward it'd be for every. That's so true. I would go back and I would watch every '80s uh, dance movie. <laughs> where, yeah. You guys can't party in town, man. My dad's shutting down the lumber mill. Someone like manically, spastically gyrating for no reason. Everyone's just having seizures. <laughs> Hopefully they backfill it with sound too. So it's just like super awkward. You hear like the like, camera guy. <laughs> That'd be wicked. That's good. Um, okay. Shoes or soap? Hmm. Soap. I, it would be stinky, stinky year, but I'm not going a year without being able to comfortably walk my dog. And that, and we live in Canada, so yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, "Oh God, you can't not have footwear in winter mm-hmm. unless you can not leave your house." But okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. If I can't leave my house, I don't have to go to work. But where are you going to call in? Sorry, I can't come. I don't have shoes. I'm glad to have shoes. Like if some kind of godlike being. Wait, came but I down, have shoes. But I reek like a beast. They'll hose you down. I work with food. I can't go in stinking. There would be a hygiene issue. They would send me home. So you're gonna have to. Your whole life has to change one way or another with this one. Yeah, but I like. I'm just saying, if a godlike being came down from heaven, it was like, make a choice, and like everybody saw it. And, like, I'm not just a crazy person with a tinfoil hat on. Like, I have a thing. Like, it's the ultimate doctor's note. It's like, I don't have shoes. I can't wear shoes. I can't go on the floor. I wouldn't be safe. So either you put me up in the office and you get me some kind of heated thing that I can get to my car to get to work. (laughs) I'm working from home this year. God said so. Okay, so shoes on that one. Keeping your shoes. Uh, Sunscreen or sunglasses? Mm, go a year without sunglasses. I don't like to burn. Mm, okay. I would just stay out of the sun. But sunglasses, like for driving, the glare, like my skin's not even in danger, but my eyes, and maybe I have worse eyes than you. Sugar or gluten? Hmm. I will go a year without sugar. Not because I fucking want to, but because I could finally break my sugar addiction and the rest of my life would change for the better. Yes, so long as you don't develop like celiac disease and you've chosen mm. gluten. Anyway, I, I oh, hear that you. would be my luck, wouldn't I, it? I honor your like, choice. <laughs> I have to get my own toaster and shit. They're like, fuck. Uh, car or phone? Hmm. I really do not like being dependent on other people for, like, getting around. But my phone is so perfect. Like, I have it just as messy and chaotic as it looks to anyone else. It's set up perfectly. It's got my shows and my books on it. 
Driving around in my car without my phone means mm, just sitting there in silence. The radio. You're allowed to use the radio. Ugh. I I'd rather like... sit in fucking silence. <laughs> okay. okay. Welcome to 101.1 The Edge. Uh, hey, guys. This week, we've got a big farmer's market going on. <laughs> like, it's dumb. farmer's markets. <laughs> okay, yes. But, like, I don't need $10 off tickets to go to a rib fest. Like... They don't say anything on the radio. I know that's snobbish of me to be like, podcasting is better. Because it's essentially the same medium. But they're just so leashed and so dumb. The radio we grew up with here sucks. Leashed is a good word for it. I mean, they're they're definitely working with a lot of confines Mm. in terms of what they're covering. Well, and so much of it now is uh, out of, like, Calgary, I think. Mm. Like, uh, the chorus entertainment. They own Cool 100 and whatever the mix in town. Yeah. But they do that in every city. They own 99% of them in Canada. So someone and one city decides what the programming for all of Canada is going to be. There's no authenticity to it. Like, hey, let's mix it up and do this. It's just like, let's play the same fucking song over and over and over again because a music company hired us enough money to do it. Like, it's, it's trite and it's bullshit. So you're keeping your... I'm like, I'm 100% on board. But I guess that means you keep your phone. I keep my phone. I think it's going to be like... Rollerblading everywhere. Yeah. I'll there be a go. leech on other people getting them to drive me around. There you go. To prove a point. Coffee or alcoholic drinks? I'll give up alcohol for a year. I barely drink. Okay. Fair enough. As I sit here hungover. I'm like, did you not tell me you were hungover today, but... Um, the beach, you know, if you drink more often, then the hangover might not be as bad as often. You'd build immunity in any case. Um, sorry, uh, the- I've actually been thinking about that because like when we're <laughs> coming up to more, the, yeah, so it hurts less. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. So I have everything hurts less. Yeah. Well, and like, okay. So we're coming up to the end of, uh, COVID hopefully like it looks like it. Not so. Does it make sense to start preparing to be social and a lot of social gatherings involve alcohol? Therefore, oh, so you're preparing for like reintegration to society. To society. <laughs> yeah, by getting drunk with my dog. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. I might. I'm. Yeah. Because, like, any situation I go into now, three drinks, I'm pretty drunk. And I can't last an evening doing that. I'll never meet a girl at a bar if I'm there and out by 8.30. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my responsibility to the world. Start drinking more. That's so legit because, like, literally everything I'm looking forward to, like, any plans that I have, like, tentatively or even confirmed, like, all include, like, well, we're definitely drinking. Oh, yeah. Hmm. We're definitely drinking. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's just so prepared to, like, let loose. Yeah. Well, I just, I enjoy weed so much, but it's a very solitary endeavor. You say that. For me, it's very social. Yeah. For me, it's a social thing. And I mean, I've never smoked as little of it since like university, really, until this past year. Being around family more is one thing. Yeah. Um, Bunch of fucking narcs. That's what that is. (laughs) That and then also just like it it is a social thing for me. So it feels like um, without the social circle. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not actually that enticed to just sit there and toke on my own all that much, to be honest. Like, I like I like the giggles and that, but I like the giggles, like, with folks. Although, I did use it, too, for sleeping, and that I would say it would have been a benefit for the last, like, year or so yeah. to have it for sleeping. But still, socially is, like, my main motivator. The last 13 years, I've used it as, like, an excuse to not be around people. And I know that now, which is, like, <laughs> everybody wants to say, like, uh, about the, the wonders of weed. But I always try to push, like, the reality that there are some some drawbacks that you have to be aware of. Mm. And one of those is you can push out the world and make a very comfortable world for yourself where you're not interacting so you could just sit there and watch South Park day after day for years, go to work, come home, and you would seem like a functional member of society and fine and like you're not dependent on the weed, but you just create this comfortable zone for you where you're not interacting. And they always say like stuff happens when you leave the house. They do say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's how that works. You're like I, I've, I've gotten the joke before. We were talking about the single life stuff. It's like, well, yeah, Tim, but you're not going to meet anybody getting high hanging out in your basement. The beach or the snow? Mm -hmm. For a year? I live on the beach. So you'd get rid of the snow. I get rid of the snow every year. Uh, Obi loves the snow. I'm not going to take that from him. My dog loves the snow, but I feel like he's had his fill. <laughs> he's had four years. Don't you speak for him. <sighs> um, okay, live without toilet paper or a toothbrush? Toothbrush. Same. You can, like, mouthwash, like, gurgle, paste, whatever. Yep. Um, fruits or vegetables? Hmm. I like veggie platters and stuff, but I, I'm not giving up fruit. Yeah, I'm giving up veggies. I'm not giving up my mm -hmm. strawberries and shit for a whole year. And the last one, pillow or blankets? <laughs> pillow. I need a comforter to sleep. I don't care how hot it is. That's fair. And you can, like, scrunch your blankie, like, up under your pillow or yeah. head if you must. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely make something. Cool. That, that's the this or that for this segment. I love it. Thanks for participating. You keep bringing those in. That's a lot of fun. It gets my mind going. I like your answers. It's fun to like, yeah, I like that. Seeing how other people think or rationalize like what they could live without or like the things that they cannot live without. Yeah. Um. All right. So this week we're talking about the apocalypse, doomsday, doomsday prep, because the world seems to be getting scarier and scarier all the time like i know that we technically live in the safest time of all with our medicine as advanced as it is uh you know like we're not in genghis khan times where he's killing entire civilizations like so with the saber rattling and the like threat of nuclear war and stuff i decided to go around and ask all the different groups of uh hosts that uh, do this with me what what do you think? How do you think the world will end? Okay. So, praying for not being total nuclear annihilation. Mm -hmm. I did Google. I was like, what are the top 10 most likely ways? And according to scientists on Google, nuclear fallout, detonation, a whole bunch of... 
they were sketchy. Yeah, I was kind of. I was like, I definitely locked my car. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then, like me. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. So like, loose nukes seems to be the way the scientists are leaning in terms of like what could potentially the quickest be done with all of it. Shut it down. Asteroids too, but um, but me, I like my suspicion, and this is largely encouraged by the whole pandemic but is like a biological or chemical warfare situation or catastrophic climate change resulting in like ecological collapse because then it can't support i mean there's all these arguments without going off into like a whole nother thing about like sustainability anyway yeah so i mean realistically if not the nukes if not the asteroids if not like if not one of these like total mayhem just on the natural course of the way i see things going ecological sustainability is a massive issue and then biological or chemical warfare i'm suspecting is already at play yeah okay so you you're seeing a myriad of things just like coming up and then i'm seeing yeah and then from the whole like climate change thing then there's these all these programs that are attempting to find ways to like reflect the sun's heat away from earth to slow the heating yeah right and then any number of those technologies could backfire on us yeah and fuck up the ionosphere and then that'd be the end of it too so like i really think something ecological something biological like as far as things are going i'm i'm like i feel strongly it will be um at human hands Mm -hmm. like i i'm betting better we could end this world faster than an asteroid will get us or some volcano or you know what I mean? The tides turn and like there's this whole tsunami that wipes out all of Earth and like I yeah. don't know, right? Like I really think maybe that's like my sliver of optimism. That like maybe <laughs> maybe the universe won't kill us. We'll definitely get there ourselves. <laughs> Humans still number one. You well, tried Mother Nature, but we got you. We killed ourselves yeah, like, first. We will, that's exactly like that <laughs> is the human mentality. And like I watched. Okay, do you know Gaia? G A I A dot com. Uh, that's popped up on my YouTube as a channel to check I out. I subscribe. A bunch. I yeah. have the the subscription. Yeah, I enjoy that content. But I watched um, a documentary called The Horsemen, where like yeah. the four horsemen, like the four. Okay, um, but there's this one line from it. There is enough on earth for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. I'm like, that's the boat we're sailing in, humanity as a whole. So, yeah. So, I mean, how do I think it's going to end? I I suspect it's going to be a sustainability issue. And that, I don't know whether that will, like, provoke some biological or chemical warfare because people are going to get desperate when people get desperate because they're starving and their people are, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. suffering to a really sad end on mass which is already happening and has been happening for decades you know it's just like i think we'll reach a point of desperation where shit's gonna pop off yeah and well, people will get vengeful and like if you're and, and like to sympathize if i'm from a place where like all we've done is suffer that's all my people have known and all these like attempts at international aid and whatever like laughable money-making schemes for the wealthy as is right like i could see that like okay if we just muster what little bit of energy we have on our like very caloric deficient you know minds some sort of retaliation revenge let loose something you know what i mean like i don't know my imagination gets away from me but yeah well they say every war 
like past or present can be boiled down for a fight over resources mm. like and then like yeah the the wars uh in the middle east are well are they uh more about uh oil uh, yeah oil or you know canada has a great deal of resources you know they're finding mineral deposits all the time Shh, don't tell the other countries <laughs> <laughs> we have the most uh water in like fresh water in the entire world by great leaps and downs and we can't even give that to our own people like the reserves up north still have boil water advisories for years so like if someone wants to step in and take it what really could we do we could put up a fight we won't even put up a fight like for, against our own selves for our own rights within our own oh system. So if someone else came in, we would look Canadian like, oh yeah, no, no, let's let step aside here. I don't see the fight being tremendous. I can see it being tremendous when it's an outside force. You think if, if there's soldiers marching in the do. fucking streets? Yeah, I think, think people. Oh, like we're like the silent sleeper. Like we've just been waiting for an opportunity to like, oh yeah, we're peacekeepers until we all. S- yeah, we were peacekeepers. We went into war zones to say, hey, everybody knock it off while getting shot at. And, you know, like that's that's not nothing. Until they come on our land. You really yeah. think? I mean, there's a good deal of folks with weaponry. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, it just, yeah, you start seeing other people's flags getting raised here where, you know, like if Alberta leaves and joins the states then you know that's one thing as opposed to the states coming up and taking it but you raise a great point about selling ourselves out look at fair trade look what like what we give away every year we've never seen mm-hmm. the best of our lumber that just goes directly to the states mm-hmm. all of our oil gets refined there sent back to us for a premium but that's what i mean like what then what's it take for us to stand up and be like hey let's keep some canada for ourselves because i think we've like pretty much open the floodgates apart from this last year with them being you could make that argument but that's a lot different like if when it's a quiet democratic way everybody doesn't feel like a sense of like loss and you can do that for years and years and years and very slowly and then give the opportunity when we're in economic collapse to be like oh hey we can save you join us Mm. but you start driving in tanks and telling people what to do it's very, very different. I think, anyways. Anyway. Oh, fuck. I've been getting in trouble for that. Anyways. I, I like saying it that way. I'm going to stick with it. But it'd really be more like all the ways. Once it's plural. Anyway. Any way you want. Anyways. All the ways. Plural. <laughs> My mother gets the same look on her face. <laughs> She's got a couple. I'm not allowed to say checkings. Checkings? Yeah, your checkings account. Oh, no, it's a checking. Cross. Plus you have several. For whatever reason, I put a T on the end of a crossed. Oh, yeah, it's oh. crossed the street. That hurts my ears. That's not right. <laughs> this episode just became unfun. <laughs> All right, so like that's a realistic way of the world ending. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase if I get it right. That's world's resources are drying thin there's chemical and biological tax happening and the climate's changed enough that there's just too many people and not enough uh 
nutrition, like uh, food to go around, basically. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I see us like starving and stabbing ourselves out of existence. <laughs> Fuck, did you see? I saw today that uh, these uh, tinfoil hatters were. Uh, I like tinfoil hatters. I don't mean that as condescension. I was I literally mean, sitting like, here like, I'll let you say what you're going to say, but I'm going to say something too. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> The insane, the ones that don't really look at the reality of it. I'm not saying the tinfoil hatters because or the like, ones that see more reality than you can handle. Okay, you let me finish this thought <laughs> okay, because yeah, there's people that question, and then there's people that are nuttier than squirrel shit. Like, so these people, they're like, Joe Biden has gonna start deciding on how much red meat you can eat in a month, and you're gonna be on a uh what's it called uh rations meat rations maybe you should chonker look at right? their situation yeah all that he was doing and like is the most ineffectual legislation that he's putting in is that the food and drug administration or the agricultural division of the government was like we have to get our methane under uh control mm. because we're producing so much greenhouse gas emissions with our or the way that we farm so we're going to put in these these things. But it was a typical political thing where, like, we're going to say that we're going to do this, but we're going to set the bars all so high that, like, we can kind of come in underneath it and make it look like we're doing stuff. Yeah. But these people took it, saw that he was going to start trying to regulate the greenhouse gas emissions, and they're like, they're going to take away our beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh man left or right that is an insane way like leaps and like or they're just like but i mean that is that's not completely that's not an irrational thing to say because how are they going to get their greenhouse gases down they do have to reduce their methane cows produce an an enormous amount of methane so you need less of them to produce less (laughs) if there's less meat then there's less to eat that's an Let interesting to way to look at it is that the people freaking out that Biden was going to put them all on a restriction were probably closer to an actual answer. He's, he's definitely going to restrict the- like the supply if they're reducing the number of cattle like permitted. They're not reducing anything. Oh, wow. Like, but you're you- OK. Y- you're right, because like the only effective way to do that is what these like crazy people are suggesting and so are they really crazy or they're like or they actually believe he's going to do something effective canadian closing in (laughs) caught them out the corner of my eye for anyone that's not from canada or northern states that get the canadian geese these fucking cobra birds they hiss and they bite and they're about 10 pounds of just angry, venomous fury. I think that's more than 10 pounds. In any case, we got four of them. Circling. Circling us. This one. Oh, God, we made eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) This might be how the world ends for me. (laughs) Oh, shit. He's showing off his wingspan. Okay. Demon thing. Um... Yeah, then your next question was... What is the coolest way you think the world could end? Artificial intelligence war. Yeah? Okay, so I made some notes because I was like, oh yeah, no, I like I thought this... I, th- I had so many ideas and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, if we're going coolest, here she goes. So, I did read a thing that says, estimated by 2050, 
AI will be as smart as humans, able to perform more tasks as well, if not better, and quickly surpass us a few years after that point, 2050, right? Mm -hmm. So then you have these things outperforming us. These AI go rogue. I mean, we've taught them to fight. They have access to the weapons. They know how to use them probably more effectively than us. They're the only thing where I'm like, okay, here would be the problem. So they kill us all off. There would have to be a fleet of AI that know how to like repair AI. But mm. if they're really as smart as us, like if we build them and we can teach them <gasps> what we know, yeah. then there would be. Absolutely. I mean, could they could they endure without us? I just think that'd be that'd be a hell of a way to go if like the AI got the nuclear codes or something and like maybe they don't even care to like maybe they're not even after like taking over the world, but just ending humanity. And maybe it's not even malicious, just we've programmed them to do things like war techniques, and not even wars, like fa simple factory things that they perform, right? But it's all without conscious or without like ethical guideline, the way that we've been programmed. So it's like even tasks that m might be harmless, yeah. They just, all they know is press buttons or whatever they're programmed to do, and they do enough of that and like detonate something and like kaboom. Yeah. Oh, I can see. Yeah, if it's a, like a low intelligence, like where it's not uh, self-aware, but like highly intelligent. Yeah, it could like destroy the world and then not have a means to fix itself. Self-aware, we wouldn't stand a chance, I don't think. I don't know. Why do people always suggest that? Like, is that just like our disappointment in humanity? We put that on aliens and robots is like... The second that they show up is like, yeah, they're going to fucking kill us. Because, like, wouldn't you if you were the strongest, most dominant, like, most That's efficient really looking thing? Point. It's like, what if they're just better than us? What if, like, we create an AI that, that so can, sweet. like, all right, fuckers, like, I'm going to defend myself, but, like, knock this shit off. I'm in charge of the nukes now. Be cool or I'll start blowing shit up. <laughs> okay i like that i'm i'm on board like that's that's very optimistic of you well i i was thinking a lot about that because that come up in the mandela 2.0 episode is like every species comes up against this kind of like great barrier so either it self-destructs or it makes it out into the universe so or in if it makes it out into the universe the reason why we haven't seen that species then is that there's an even older species that's like, fuck no, and destroys them. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, because I, I, I thought a lot about that too, and I love the AI, like, taking everything out. It just makes sense. They're, even if it's self-aware, you're right, it wouldn't have the morals. Like, it doesn't have the soul, like we think of. And maybe it does. Like, maybe we just don't have the greater understanding of the universe to tell what has a soul or not. Like, what makes something sentient? Well, yeah. at a certain point, we would build something that it would, I mean, if everything is energy, I mean, this conversation is going elsewhere, but if everything yeah. is energy and like you created something that had any amount of self-awareness or like, I don't know at what point, like if sentience is anyways, yeah. I don't know enough about it. It, imbues it just in my mind, with... they are highly effective machines operating without all the social programming and ethical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It could operate efficiently, keep the earth going, continue to have resources by spreading out into the it solar system. It doesn't need to consume the earth the way that we do. Yeah. It needs energy. But, I mean, it doesn't. it's not going to destroy the land the same way we do. 
Maybe it is. I don't know what for. We use it to eat and when, you know, farm our animals that we eat, whatever. But I always thought it'd be cool because everything is cyclical. Like if out in the universe there's been other species that achieved intelligence, worked its way up, and then created the AI, the AI destroyed it, and then the AI got out into the the solar system, which is kind of like God creating a child, the child superseding God. You know what I mean? Like not the student becomes the teacher yes yeah that's far less offensive than the way that i put it (laughs) (laughs) we are a god (laughs) no but uh so like what if like that's happened several times and then these ais meet up in space do they have war or do they get along because it's computer programming and efficiencies and like there's certain uh similarities that would have to happen with a computer program even if they're built wildly by two different cultures you know if it comes down to math math is universal language da 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 but like what if we're just like the mechanics (laughs) like the third species like and you've got these ancient ai systems that have developed self-awareness that destroyed their owners and they're like they come here and they're just like watching us and like that's the aliens is like do we wait until they make the AI or do we help them now so that like we can atone for past sins? Like that's our divine intervention is just like someone else trying to correct like foreseeable. Yeah. yeah. But even then it comes down to an AI having to save us because we need the cold calculation to like, Hey, you're, you're literally killing yourself. Please stop. Yes. But McDonald's. (laughs) It's so bad. Yeah. So, uh, we have talked about van life. I know that you've uh, experimented recently with uh, moving out into the backyard for a little bit to just... It was short-lived. It was very (laughs) short-lived. We had a wicked hot week. Yeah. I went where my tent was, brought my tent back, set up my tent, and then we had a wicked cold week. Mm Mm-hmm. And indoors was warmer. Yeah. (laughs) It was very (laughs) short-lived. I was like, yeah, you know what? Turns out I'm a fair-weather... Fair weather uh, outdoor type. Yeah, I got like a brand new sleeping bag that's good till like minus 10. Hmm. <laughs> I have no interest <laughs> in testing whether it works in that kind of weather. Uh, it definitely got down till it was below zero, um, but only by like two or three maybe. And yeah. then it was like threatening to go and it was windier. It was supposed to be colder and it was definitely windier the next day. And I was like, the dog won't sleep if the wind is like hitting the tent yeah i knew he was going to be restless i knew it was going to be even colder i won't sleep out there without the dog and like he wasn't you know i was like okay um experiment over i live indoors and i think i'm fine with that (laughs) suddenly i'm a little less temperamental about the tv through the floor (laughs) you know i'm like it could be the wind ripping ripping (laughs) through like the tissue (laughs) that separates me from the animals oh my god so yeah yeah, All right, no. so I'm still gonna build you up as the survivalist of the group. As I want to be, I want, I really want to be. I put a good amount of time into like thinking and researching these ideas. My effectiveness or like skill level is minimal, but what I think I do have to my advantage is that I know people with the mm. skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I don't necessarily have them. I just have to convince someone to either do these things for me or like teach me. Yeah. how to do these things right so like well you said you know a few people that have like uh communes and stuff like you could they participate in that community yeah 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 
There's definitely people to learn stuff from or they have learned stuff that like I've not been in the situation where I've like um, had to practice that either had a need or an opportunity for it. Um, But yeah, okay, we'll go with the whole like I'm of that mind that that in Mm. my head it is ideal to me to like rewild, right? Return to nature. Yeah. So that being said, what do you have prepared if the end happens and if you have nothing prepared like what are you going to start getting ready when you see the end coming okay i thought a lot about this Mm -hmm. and i think the strongest thing is my mind i have my mind prepared that this could happen yep i also feel like i have a decent self-awareness in terms of my skill level and it being minimally and it being reliant on being surrounded by people that can like facilitate my survival so mentally i feel like if you're shocked, if you've like never considered that like, oh, end times may occur, you're going to be a clusterfuck of like panic before you even start strategizing an approach to like survive the situation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas I feel like, okay, mentally, if shit goes off, which I really thought it was going to when this whole like pandemic thing started, I was like, this is it. Go time. Yeah. Like mentally, I was prepared for shit to get way worse than like a toilet paper shortage and whatever else has gone on. Right. Like I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, the but, end we go out with a whimper, not a bang. <laughs> but I think, too, it's just like um, the minimalist mentality. So being attached to things where I think like mentally, I think it'd be a struggle for a lot of people to debate on like, do I leave my home? Do I flee to try to survive? Like depending what the, what the end time is, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people would hunker down. Being largely detached and like, okay, ready to go and do whatever for the sake of survival. Um, but also, like I say, knowing the limitations of my own skills and knowing that I am a weaker link. It, like, you know what I mean? If I got with the group of people that I expect will help me survive, but very clearly I was holding them back. I think, um, I mean, it's one thing to say it. Maybe I'd feel differently at the time. Yeah. But I think my awareness that I am a weaker link, that I am unskilled in a lot of ways, that like push come to shove, vying for survival and needing like physical endurance, whatever, like probably slow people down and willing to sacrifice. If this goes the zombie direction, I know I'm not surviving. Someone mm. just go ahead and take my head off or like however, whatever you got to do to permanently disarm a zombie do it. Like, I will sacrifice myself. I don't want to be part of the walking dead. I don't want to be part of the problem. And I know I'm not going to survive. So I'd rather just not be another threat. Like, I yeah. will just just kill me now if that goes off. Line me okay. up. There's got to be, like, you All know, right. volunteers to say, I'm only going to make this worse for others. Put so, us out of our misery. So your prepping is kind of like just networking. You know people and skills. And so, like, you're going to be... Not an administrator or a leader, but like putting people into place to create a team kind of thing. That's what it sounds like to me. That or like knowing your role within that. I think I take direction well. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm stubborn and like combative for the most part. But if it was like literally life or death, like if someone knows what they're doing, I am more than happy to follow. Like I'm not stubborn in terms of like an ego situation that way. You know what I mean? Like whatever you need. If I don't know how to do it, but you do and you need a second set of hands, like, just tell me, right? Like, I'm willing to lose fingers over it type thing. Um, oh, my oppositional defiance would fuck me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the that's what I'm saying. Like, like, mentally, I am prepared to be anyone. obedient to someone that I trust can lead me to survival. I am willing to, like, sacrifice, 
you know, and, and, and leave everything. Yeah. That, and then like, I do have, I definitely do have like a bin of stuff that I feel like is very easy. Say, say, it's hard to say what the situation will be. If it's that like, hey, everyone's in a rush and like gas is not accessible. Okay. Well, my car's not always full. My car has a very small tank. So even if my gas tank was full, how far am I getting realistically? Mm -hmm. But I do have like a quick bin of stuff that would help for like, if it was to take off to nature and like, you were going to have to survive with very little. Yeah. I do have a, like a, a, a tote of shit, like ready to toss in a trunk, a truck, something where I think I would have at least to start. Yeah. Some supplies. Some nice. supplies, you know, that might like um, non-perishable shit and whatever else, which do still have expiry dates. So I suggest checking those <laughs> regularly. But, um, you know, like I think I, ha I have somewhat of a like a prep situation, but not over the top where I'm disillusioned to like, oh, I've got a whole like solution set out because realistically we don't know what way it's going to go well that fits with your minimalism argument like the less that you have the easier it is to leave so yeah. if you have a go tote or a go bag yeah you can go and yeah. then like establish and figure shit out but you got that starting stuff that makes sense to me yeah at least get out of like the epicenter of it and i don't mean like oh they would necessarily happen like right here or whatever we're talking about happening but like where the people are is where the chaos will be so if you don't have to think about, oh, I got to go to Canadian Tire, get this, that, and the other. Okay, well, the time to think about it is not when everyone else is after this, that, and the other, because guarantee the doors are off the hinges over at Canadian Tire. Everything's being pulled off the shelves. The thing's in disarray. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're at risk of being trampled and whatever else. And by the time you're ready to go, the highway's full and yeah. backed up. Yeah. So I feel like, hey, just mentally being prepared that if it was very clear that, like, it's time to go, like, mentally, yeah, I'm, like, 60 seconds away from out the door. You know, and yeah. like just get at least get as far as the car will drive me away from the people so that even if that puts me off in a field somewhere, you have time to collect your thoughts and kind of like assess your situation. Yeah. Which may or may not be at an advantage depending what's going on. I don't know. But it's a cool answer. But yeah, I feel like the best thing for preparedness is just like mentally have somewhat of an idea of how you imagine you might want to handle it. Yeah. And then, like, make sure you're okay with that mindset. Because it's like, oh, we're going to take off to the woods. But then I know people that, like, I don't think would leave their home. They'd batten down and, like, be at the ready with their guns if someone tried to come in. But I don't think their instinct would be to leave their home. And maybe they're wise for that. Maybe the dumb thing is to, like, take off into whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that brings us back to an earlier conversation is, like, why don't people have any faith in humanity? Like, okay, solar flare comes, knocks everything out, law and order completely dissolved, uh, no technology works. People suggest, like, absolute anarchy right fucking away. Well, what if people tried to get along? Or, like... They, it, like we know that it's a bad situation and we 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 go and like that would be the argument for staying but it's not fucking likely there's too many monsters out there waiting for the lights to go out yeah i like the way you put that um, i mean that's yeah you can say it's pessimistic but it might just be realistic i mean what has been your experience of humanity so far there are some really 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 bags. good people but they're in my experience not the majority yeah and even good people will, will turn when yep. it comes to greed, when it comes to resources, when it comes to survival. Like, Well, and like, I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing is when your people 
whatever your tribe is, is starving, you know, and like it gets more serious the closer it is to you, um, you know, your family and then your significant other and then your child. What any human being will do to make sure that their child is fed. And yes, when things get really bad, if that means taking food out of another kid's mouth, they'll probably fucking do it. Like, I, I don't know that I have the right to judge that. Like, if it's the end times, I would like to think that I would be better than that, or I would help to share the resources. But that's from the privilege thing of, it's like, I'm going home to... Mind. Yeah. It's the reptilian mind. But you know what I mean? When, when you get down to that fight or flight, like, those high-pressure, stressful survival scenarios, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who would you want on your team going into the end of the world? So, yeah, we kind of covered that. I mean, people with skills. Yeah. Largely. Um, and it depends to what's going on. Okay. Right? But I'm thinking off the top of my head, like, I feel like my dad, no matter what, would be my top pick. Yep. He knows a lot about a lot of things that I feel. And he's like the MacGyver type. You know what I mean? Like, he's resourceful. He's got all kinds of tools. Like, I just feel like... If I just say, okay, I'm sticking with one person and then whoever they decide to bring on board, like I will serve the purpose of that team. Like, yeah, I would go with my dad for sure. But then also like one of my sisters is pretty, if it was like, so I don't know what that bug was, but it felt weird. Ah, <laughs> um, if it was like going to be a violent ending, we're like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die anyways. I think I'd want to be on her team just because I... She's got the guns. <laughs> you know, she's got the guns. She's got the ammunition. Like, I just think if it's already going down that way, you know. Might as well go down on Blaze I mean, of Glory. I, yeah, well, I say that, but then, like, actually, I'd probably, again, I feel like that's one of those situations where like, I think my instinct would be just to, like, fetal position and, like, someone just put me out of my misery. Like, I don't think I want to participate. Yeah. Just send me home. Huh. I, I've gotten a bunch of different answers to this question, and I've purposely let it, like, completely vague. And the first person that answered it said Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I think Bruce Willis. Okay, all right. Because, like, I, initially I was thinking along the lines of you were thinking of, like, who in your circles would you want to bring along? But, like, now that it's open to that, I'm like, all right, well, I'll take Arnold. He'll yeah, be, like, the muscle. Yeah. Like, 80s Arnold. Um, Bear Grylls for my survival guy. And then third pick, initially I said Bones, but everybody made fun of me. Bones? Like the investigator girl? The yeah. Foren is she a forensic scientist? Forensic like anthropologist, okay, yeah. yeah. She's, okay, I'm with you though. She's wicked smart. Well, it made me feel stupid for picking Bones because no one knew who Bones was. I'm like, come on. <laughs> but she like in the lab and in the field. Right? She's so like, I yeah, you need like. Yeah, you need someone that knows what's up. It's one thing to have, like, all the muscle in that. But if you're just, like, dumb running through everything, she would know, like, don't touch that. That's poisonous. Like, someone like that that, that yeah, understands risks, risk assessment. Well, I got a serious team like that. We could start doing some, like, policing and trying to keep shit cool within a few communities. Oh, good luck. Good luck being anyone's friend coming in like, like we're the new police. Yeah. Me, Bones... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Me and Bones. And uh, 80s Arnold. 80s we are Arnold. the new police. But everybody made you so much fun of me. So I we'll switched. Be back. <laughs> so who's your third then? You switched Bones. 
Chris Angel. The mind freak. If I had a fucking magician on my team. <laughs> okay. If someone's hunting you down, you yeah. want Chris Angel to get you out of a bad situation, to hide your hideout. Yeah. Just make it all disappear. I, I want fucking ninja smoke bombs <laughs> and, like, how to, like, fucking deceive. Like, you come in. Yeah, yeah. You fucking, like, if you try to break into our hideout, like, Chris Angel's got all the traps set up, you wouldn't fucking know what's happening. Mind freak. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's fucking, like, in a, like, dude, if you last long enough that you, like, coming up against these kids that were raised post-apocalypse and you could mind freak them, you would become a king. <laughs> the shamans. Yeah, they would think you're, like, some kind of, like, sorcerers right yeah okay cool that's cool fireworks on that hill goddamn kids all right so what's our next question i think they're hobos i mean i feel like they are underhoused folk <laughs> housing deficient <laughs> differently housed Oh my That's god. That's my tribe. <laughs> <laughs> There's so oh many god. homeless people in this town. It's so sad and it's just it getting sad. worse. Um the next thing you were asking. All right. Was Oh, how long could you last in an underground bunker? And does that change with the number of people? Yep. <laughs> Not at all. I feel if it was like we have to retreat underground for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if this is like we live underground now, Nope, that's another one of those shoot me, shoot me on the ground where I stand. Don't put me in there. Because really? as soon as we lose sense of day or night, time, which is a construct anyway, but I like this illusion that it matters a little bit. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, I think it would be maddening. Like my my mental health would not endure well. Okay. I don't think. And so the more people, I feel like depending who those more people were, like depending on the personalities, if it was like more people that I know and love, maybe I could last longer. Yeah. But they would largely be tasked with keeping me sane, which I guarantee would reduce <laughs> how long some of them would last. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like, you know what? If it comes down to that, guys, even if I'm begging and crying, let me in. Leave me. <laughs> Leave me above ground to die. I'm I'm of no use to anyone underground. Yeah. No. Okay. Can you? Can you? In, you think you'd be all right underground? Uh, solo? I don't think I'd last more than like a week or two. Yeah. If I had my entertainment and stuff, maybe a bit longer. But eventually I would get too curious to not go outside. Even if I knew it was like a nuclear winter or something, yeah. I would have to risk it to, to see what I could do. Um. It would depend on the people. If I got along with everybody, like even if they were all strangers initially, then yeah, I could see myself trying. But I know eventually I would do something shitty. Like if everyone pairs off and I'm like the one single guy in the bunker, I'd get all shitty about it. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to explode the upstairs. I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, it would depend on the people. I, I think if if it was a good group, there'd be tough days, but I think I could probably push through for out of curiosity of what 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 was coming next, especially if you had a line to the outside world, like a radio or something. Mm-hmm. 
that's another good factor. Like, are you completely segregated? Like, are you blind and deaf to everything going on up there? Or do you have some form of hope? Yeah. Would be, I still think I'd go mad, but it would make it a little bit more tolerable if there was this idea that like, okay, maybe we can eventually reemerge, you know? Yeah. The curiosity of like, what, what is happening? What happened? What could happen? Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So the next uh, question I'm free interested in is, uh, like, I think we touched on this earlier as well, but, uh, there's no police or law enforcement anymore. Like all the infrastructure is gone. Does that change the way you interact with other people? I'd be way more skittish if I knew that there were no consequences coming because, because then going back to like my experience with humanity has been that, especially in stressful situations, like people become careless about others, you know, like instinctually when it's about survival, you're thinking with that reptilian brain, you're not thinking with the, with like your, your warm fuzzy mammal brain you know what i mean in those situations and knowing that like there's no enforcement for any law and order i feel like it would be with extreme caution you know i feel like there might still be good people out there but for the most part i think you know as we're saying your first instinct would be to like team up find your squad and then that becomes who you defend and any anyone you interact with is if they're not us then they are other and other is enemy you know what i mean like i just think by default you'd have a difficult time and even and there's so many shows where even like okay so you have all these segments of survivors and then they come into contact and then they try to like amalgamate you have all this shitty stuff like all manner Mm -hmm. of mischief and like you know maliciousness because like okay yeah we'll get along with them yeah we'll share our resources then someone takes off with like all the food in the middle of the night and like half the group's gone and like leaves the other one slaughtered or just let leave them to starve like i I, trust would be such an issue even within your own little group if you think about if you got down to like people start dying off or you start losing numbers or starts getting to look like that's what's about to happen i think like even your friends and family will pick favorites and probably a lot of them themselves that makes good sense because and here's another thing about that horseman i'm telling you gaia.com the horseman um documentary about the baby boomers they're like, even to our detriment, what they've done to the economy, what they've done to the ecology, like um, our sustainability, right? Knowing even the ones that are aware of like the impact that that the, that the way they've lived their lives in terms of like abundance and creating abundance or creating they see like, I forget what percentage it is, but it's definitely over 70, if not over 80% of the money like a currency in the world is debt because it's all loans. It's all like you get bank loans. So that money doesn't literally exist, you know, yeah. it's bound to collapse. So even to the detriment of everything, um, you know, the baby boomers know what this is doing to their children, to their children's children, to their great grandchildren. And they continue. They're, they're not like they're suddenly having a change of heart in their retirement to sacrifice so that the next generation has access to more currency or so that they make like, one last amends to the system they've created. Yeah. Like even in this documentary, there's people like well-informed people in the banking industry, financial services, whatever. They're like are fully aware and they're of that generation. They're basically just like, yeah, we've, we've fucked the next generation. It's like, I know what my grandkids are going to suffer for, for the econo- uh, economic collapse. It's coming. Da, da, da. And it's like, yeah. am I going to give up my retirement? Am I going to like my RSP, my whatever? Like, it's just like, 
you know, so anyways, all to say, I think like we have evidences and there have been enough like either thought experiment or like real life examples of of exactly how selfish yeah. humans are. Yeah. Yeah. In the can't. pursuit of comfort, in the pursuit of convenience, like, it, it, you know, for self. But yeah. So, I mean, no police, no law enforcement. I definitely do assume a form of anarchy. Mm-hmm. But not anarchy. I mean, I hate to say anarchy and use it like in a negative way because I don't. I think in another conversation hmm. that like I don't think anarchy is necessarily a bad thing. So I hate to say like it'd be anarchy as if like that would be the reason for it to be a mess. But I I think yeah I think human nature would be pretty despicable. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I can't really fight you on that. I think I'm more of an individualistic thing like there's just there's bad people and then as soon as one person does one fucking bad thing it seems to give license to good people to do shitty things Mm -hmm. which i don't care for but that's just the way the world um but how good are you if your whole like behavior is dependent on the behavior of those around you and so if other people alter their behavior and start doing more sketch things you feel like oh well they're doing it so now it's okay well then like then how strong were your morals or more or less how afraid were you well i I think it's fair to say that most people's morals are pretty fucking weak like Mm -hmm. you get away with what you can and you justify and we see the way people are willing to hurt each other and you know i do that too Mm -hmm. you know like if it really doesn't benefit me then eventually i'm going to act in my own self-interest and one thing I've learned is trying to do the right thing. Other people around you will also try to do the right thing. And you can only ever fucking do it because you know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that might just be might be a, like a, a truth that we learn along the way. Because like it'd be something as simple as in the middle of a global pandemic, when I go up to the drive through window... I always look in the rearview mirror as I put on my uh, mask and then the person in the car behind me will put on their mask and the person behind them. And it's not like I'm not saying I'm a trendsetter or I'm doing something good. You set an example and people will follow by instinct. Who knows if it's even the right thing to do or blah, blah, blah. But like at least I'm just trying to follow the rules so that we can all move forward and get by this Mm. singular event. And, you know, the the shopping cart theory, you know, like I'm the kind of guy that puts my cart away or I'll see someone else's cart and I'll put that away as well because I don't want that to smash into somebody else. And then you just have like that person that'll see you doing it who otherwise would have just abandoned their fucking cart without any regard and feel obligated to then mm-hmm. to do it. You know what I mean? So I, th- I just think that's the way that it works is like. It's it's up to us to choose to do good, and then it spreads. And yes, some people like get dragged along, kicking and screaming because they're like, "I don't want to put in that thirty seconds extra effort to do the decent thing." But then they'll try, and then more people will try. Because the guilt or the shame of being like the one in the crowd that didn't like being that asshole. I think most of us want to be likable. But like you see it at work all the time. As soon as like one other person's gotten away with something, it's like, well, why the fuck would I do it the right way? Because so and so gets away with. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh come on, just fucking do it. Like, I don't want to be the guy. I don't make me into this. Just do it. 
There's the that like um, the altruistic yeah nature. I feel like yeah, you always come in with the optimism and this like altruistic like we can choose to be good. We totally can. It's just like painful sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. Um. All right. So we're getting down to the end of the questions here. Uh, what is your favorite Doomsday movie? Twelve Monkeys. Oh, that is a good Yeah, you know one. it? I yeah. had to like write notes in my case in case you don't know. Okay, for those that don't know then, it's Bruce Willis, it's Brad Pitt, there's time travel, there's a virus, they they end up underground, and then like, yeah, I don't want to like spoil the whole thing. Those that know it will just know like why why it's great. But uh, Have you seen the TV the show biological too? Biological attack. No. I haven't either. No, I haven't. I heard not. it was really good though. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty I know recent. I haven't. But the movie yeah, that would be my... All right. Check out uh, 12 Monkeys. Maybe the next time we sit down, we'll give a little review of it. I'll rewatch cool. it again. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I love it. Um. Oh, this is my favorite question. What will you miss about modern society? Our blissful ignorance. <laughs> when everything collapses, having to face the inconveniences and the struggles... That like, even, even if our system here halfway collapsed, right? We lose the energy grid and whatever that does to food supply and whatever, 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 right? We still, because we would still have our homes, our structures say that those don't physically collapse. I feel like we'd still be ahead of the way that so many people in the world live daily. Yeah. But if we ever had to deal with from morning till night, tending to our survival, not tending to our comfort, not tending to like our selfish greed and gluttony, but like, yeah, actually live a day worrying about surviving. Yeah, you would definitely miss the ignorant comfort <laughs> of contemporary first world society. Oh my god, just living in the lie of like, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> Like, Karen's will be the first to go. Oh my out god! The door. Just the idea. No one's got time for that. If we got to worry about surviving, no one's got time for a Karen. No. <laughs> no, they'd be on the back step. I'm sorry. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, that's great. How does that affect me at all? We need foraging. We need uh, hunting. Like we're we, we're in survival mode. Someone's got to collect I've the water. I've literally the water had home, to eat people at this point to keep living. <laughs> so like, I'm really uh, heartbroken about your feelings, but. <laughs> That's a I you bet your problem. Karen's taste salty. <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh. That's funny. What about uh, you? What, what, what's your like? What would you miss? My answer keeps changing. Initially, I said pizza because you're never going <laughs> to okay. get like a real Pizza Hut pizza where it's like just greasy and delicious. <laughs> um, I think this week I will say. The vast library of YouTube uh, fixes, like the library of knowledge that you have at your hands. And the, the more you're familiar with it, the better you can kind of use it to like, I need to fix my toilet. Start you, uh, YouTubing it. And then I can see a step-by-step -step description. Mm -hmm. I can see what I need to buy, how to install it. I've got free access to just rewind 30 seconds, and I don't have to keep repeating to somebody else like, oh, wait, what do you mean? Can you go back? And I can learn how to do one specific task. 
And like at the end of the world, when everything's gone, not having it when you most need it is going to be very frustrating, especially to like the first generation who could have been like, if I had fucking YouTube, I could tell you how to yeah anything anything there's so much content of that's, of that's knowledge it. and it's yeah. just gone that's why i think i have one of my things like i i, I probably cut this out because i i said it in other shows but uh what would i have prepared when i see the end coming i would go to like best buy and i buy like 10 mp3 players mm. and then like a couple of battery packs or like have some way of like solar panel charging them yeah and then i would get a jacket and i would sew like the extra ones into it in guards so like you couldn't find them but then i would torrent hundreds of audiobooks and podcasts on sd cards and i would also Aww. like put them into the jacket but like also have like an album i could easily flip through right. so i'd have multiples in case i ever got robbed but, That's really intense. Right? And I would just have this library with me at all times. Like, I, I could be a walking library if I found a cool community and I'm at the end of it. I'm like, You better hope nobody knows about this because people will kill you for that. Yeah. Because now I know. And when anybody... I know you've got all the infos. <laughs> so much <laughs> like, entertainment. Like, even, like, to, to older folks, if I was, like, willing to... Uh, you know, get a bunch of uh, sports games and stuff like that. If I need to barter with the town and there's other people of my age that remember the before times, <laughs> I could be like, hey, man, like this is this is something for you. And then that would be like a some kind of bargaining chip. It would help the, the isolation if I ended up alone. Mm. But uh, yeah, I also thought like uh, one thing I should ha- get and keep on me is you can buy these fake gemstones now that like in today's technology they can tell are fake but if you were to get thrown back in time or the end of the world happens no one would be able to tell so you could have like precious stones and gems <laughs> and like gold to trade that isn't necessarily real but no one no one would be able to tell all right you put some like real thought real thought into your comfort <laughs> This is the third time I've gotten to have this conversation. It's still just as fun to be like, all right, how do I manipulate the system? I've yeah, also said really. I was going to start a cult. so I might join. What kind of cult? Uh, I'm going to start a kingdom. I'll like, keep myself at the top and like, <laughs> oh I, like maybe make myself like a living God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is not like a survival commune. I thought we were going the way of like, oh, there's going to be a castle. <laughs> and then okay. outposts and we're all building it for you aren't we absolutely yeah through labor we learn love <laughs> <laughs> i'm not coming with you well you know as long as your you people bend will the eat knee, me and my people at some point i'm sure we're when not you come. gonna eat anybody we're just gonna subject you to a new set of rules and probably some taxation uh-huh. i don't know i haven't written a constitution oh god so the system starts again absolutely everything's cyclical I'll just give people the illusion of choice so I get to go long further. <laughs> the choices with me are against me. Either way, you are my servant. Everything went to hell after we taught women to read and vote. So <laughs> I'm just saying. So we're not making that mistake again. There wasn't a Nazi. <laughs> there wasn't a Nazi zombie attack until 
women started driving. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my god. If we go back historically when women had no <laughs> rights and were treated like objects, I'm just saying it seemed to work before. I'm going to assemble <laughs> a crowd to burn your castle to the ground and free your folk. Wow. I've already tears in my them. eyes because it's funny because I know you're joking, but also someone wouldn't be if you're not joking. I am someone definitely is joking. Like, That's exactly what we do. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Yeah, how fast it goes straight misogyny, like Handmaid's Tale instantly. Oh well, we need someone to blame. Men would women. not survive without women. There would be no more anyone without women. No. But I mean, if that's your goal, Did it's you like I'm going s- out on top and there will be no more people after my people are gone. <laughs> like definitely top 10 doomsday movies, Children of Men. Have you ever seen that uh, one? Yeah. That yeah. is so good. And it's so just such a spiral of like, I never remember her name, it. The Redhead. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's intense. That's a really, that's intense because... I mean, it strikes me, I don't know if it's unrealistic, it strikes me as, like, a possibility. Yeah. Because if you look at, like, IVF clinics, if you look at um, not just, like, infertility among women and men, but birth defects. So that, like, okay, and again, it goes back to the, like, ecology and our consumption and the way that we've, like, biologically, whatever, like, developed or, or... undeveloped or like whatever's happening right there is this massive phenomenon where maybe maybe there just wasn't a spotlight on it before maybe we didn't have the technology to address it before so it didn't seem as prominent but in my mind infertility and like the struggle for to like impregnate seems to be a pretty hot topic i mean maybe that's just the circles i'm exposed to but that seems to be like this this struggle to procreate like okay maybe not like tomorrow but like, if down the road it being a possibility that there is something in the water, it, there is something in the food source, there is something that's like well, it's causing curious. reproductive, you know, disruptions. But yeah, yeah. Well, most people don't that take having kids seriously until they're into their thirties now. Where like at this point, in any other generation before us, they would have had two kids. Oh yeah, and then the the, the odds of birth defects. For a lot of things, double after 30, 35, like triple, yeah. quadruple, and like, oh man, so you, and you have kids, and then they're not healthy kids. Yeah, I know very few people that got married before they were 30. And like, and I know unplanned and stuff happens, uh, like in your late 20s, but like, even then, you're that much safer. It's just, yeah, who knows? Well, who can afford another human? I can't afford me. Well, I that's can't afford it. A I'm small just like, dog. I can't. And like you 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 often bring up like the imposter syndrome. And this whole like uh there's this whole thing I feel like our generation struggles with this like in terms of legitimacy as adults because what was expected of us versus what we're accomplishing. I'm not saying all of us, but I'm definitely in that segment of people that feels like I mean, and I've abandoned the pursuit of a lot of it too, but there's still like the expectation Versus the reality, there is this, like, seeking legitimacy and still feeling juvenile this far into adulthood, into 30s, right? Where it's like, me, I just feel like emotionally, mentally, completely unequipped to raise a human being, 
where yeah. I feel like I'm still trying to figure myself out. How am I going to do? How am I going to do well and set the right examples for like a little human being? Never mind the cost of it, you know. And then selfishly, what it will take of my time and my sanity. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't have the maternal and- like I don't have the maternal instinct, and I get that. But but I think there's even people who maybe would like, but that are making the choice to like. It's just not like it's it's not an affordable choice well and i think that's where we got fucked over is that we got into the mindset of i have to do things responsibly and i have to do it when i can afford to to do it but then like what i like it came to me the other day i'm like if i would have just been 20 and bought a house recklessly what kind of different situation you'd would be I be? A decade in? into it, you would have figured it out, and you'd be a decade into homeownership. Yeah. and like they say that the same with kids is like you can't plan for kids; it just happens, and then you make it work. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's what everybody's always been doing, but like maybe with less kids around because they're more planned than ever, mm-hmm. they might be a lot fucking happier with parents that like just that chose them, that chose yeah. them very specifically, and it wasn't like a whoops, you happened on a Tuesday night, but like. Yeah. Like legitimately planned and saved so that your experience of existence would be better than. And I think that too is a lot of it. It's just this, um, you know, I feel like there was this constant messaging of like parents want to do better for their kids than what they have for themselves. I don't feel like at any point up to this point I could have provided as well as my parents provided for me. So how am I going to do any better? Yep. You know, and I'm still recuperating from some childhood shit. So it's like (laughs) they did a much better job than what I could do at this point. Yeah. And there was still damages done. So like I'm nowhere near prepared financially, emotionally, like all the rest of it. Like I'm just like, it just wouldn't be responsible. And the yeah. whole like, well, you'll figure it out. I don't want to have to figure out a small human. I, I am still figuring out. I will figure out myself. Yeah. Eventually. I, I don't I think hope. I could figure out Maybe. a fucking roommate. Like <laughs> you never figure these things out. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It seems like such a tremendous responsibility when I feel like there is ample stress in just trying to survive, like just trying to survive. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Like well, I thought I'd be able to answer the question at 30. Like, who are you? I literally don't know. I don't know how I'm perceived by others. And like, I'm supposed to go in like completely unself-aware, un unknowledgeable about who I am and my purpose and my dreams and all this stuff and like all right well hey buddy like I'm gonna raise a kid like I don't know it's overwhelming I think like to your defense I think you do have a better sense of self than what you give yourself credit for I think self-doubt does a lot of like damage but but okay the point that you're making like I feel that where it's like who am I to say who you're going to be, what you should do? And that is a large part of my fear. It's just like, what damage would I do to that child? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, ah. Uh, and then I guess that's too self-doubt where I'm like, I just don't think I could write. That's not self-doubt. I think I would actually categorize that as self-awareness. I could not <laughs> do justice to like providing a human life with like a healthy environment, I think, because I recognize like I am way too scattered and chaotic and have too many of my own ideas up in the air to like really be able to give the attention and the kind of affection that like a small human would need. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. You know, and I respect the shit out of the people that do it, but I think a lot of people do it carelessly. Yeah. And all the power to them. I just, who knows? I I could see it happening to me, 
happening to me like someone like fucking unfortunate situation i can see it happening and then like i don't know being grateful for the experience and loving the child and stuff but uh i don't know it no, just man, seems I so complicated dog. i don't think i could love it i would be so resentful then again you don't have to carry it no don't so i, mean. I get to keep my beautiful figure <laughs> it's not even the figure it's just everything i just feel like i would yeah but again, like I said, I'm not maternal, so it's not a, this is not like I'm not advocating for anything for anyone. I'm just saying I, it's for not you. appealing. It's not appealing for so many reasons. Yeah. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us for this episode. I, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Kat. This is fun. This is good fun. Bye. Picking up the music. <laughs> I'm, I was listening to you, but I was also extremely distracted. There was a full-on dance situation that just happened all around that picnic table. That's fantastic. They're jazzercising. Is that what that's called? No, not in the least. But I'm getting some pictures for the gram now. Yeah. Hey, we can't judge too much. We've no. set up microphones in the park. Are <laughs> they having a dance party? Like, uh, I don't mind us. <laughs> okay. Did you hear sorry. that we got to number nine in Norway? Um, I don't remember what number it was oh, when sorry, you told me 14. last. Yeah. Is a spider on you? Is there a spider on me? Okay, it's small. That's why I'm not freaking out, but it did run over your back. It was fine. Probably not a biter. Okay. It was very small. Oh, God. I have to get a stick. Tell me where it is. I'm so sorry. You're gonna hit me with a stick? I'm gonna hit you with a stick. I'm getting the spider off you with the stick. Thank you. Okay, it's gone. Don't you sleep at a tent now? <laughs> Aren't you used to bugs? You're one with nature. Not not spiders. I don't do spiders. <laughs> it was little. Yeah, we got to number fourteen because we're in a very specific subcategory. Yeah, it was double digits. You told me for sure. Yeah. So. Um, what's the specific subcategory? Spiritual spirituality and religion, because that's when we were the Midnight Owl, and like oh. we haven't switched out of it yet. Oh.
So I'm like, fuck it. It's so small and obscure. We're going to get to number one in one of these countries. Uh, right now we're charting in Saudi Arabia and Iceland. So, like, we're an English podcast. So, like, there can't be that many people listening. No. Yeah, it, like... But, of all the people there could be, if they all... If we were to, like, get 50 or 60 people listen to us in one of those countries, we could probably get to, like, number one. Is that a tick? No. Okay, thank God. I was like, <laughs> I quit. I quit this right now. Adventure over. Oh, man. 